Hello and welcome to the Hume podcast where we sit down with people from our community and discover what makes Oldham Hume Grammar School the special place that it is. Alongside our teaching staff, students, alumni and parents, we discuss the topics that really matter to us and delve deep into the heart of our school. I'm Claire Brownlee, Director of External Relations, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew Grant, Modern Languages teacher. Today, we're talking to our Head of Year 7, Laura Lavin, and one of our Year 8 students, Amy. Welcome to you both. Let's start with you, Miss Lavin. As Head of Year 7, you've welcomed hundreds of students into senior school. What do you think are some of the key things that students experience during their first year here at OHGS? I think the first one for me is, um, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, Claire, when you said about number hundreds of pupils. It's I think that's the first thing is like how many different pupils um, that they get to meet. So currently in my new year seven group, who I'm getting to know, uh, we've got 92 pupils. I'm reckon about I'm at halfway there with learning names uh, and they've come from over 40 different primary schools so you know there's lots of opportunities to develop new friendships and as long with new pupils there's loads of new teachers because obviously a massive change um, at secondary school is having a teacher for every different subject uh, so meeting new people I think is definitely up there New subjects, uh, so the subjects that pupils might not have done in primary school. So we've got things like food and nutrition, uh, drama, languages. So French and Spanish is completely new to some of our pupils. Um, but then on top of that, we've also got all our different extracurricular clubs, which I think is one thing that I really push with my year group because we have so many different clubs um, at OHDS. There is literally something for everyone from like Fossil Debate Club. Obviously, we've got all the different sporting clubs. We have a drama club. There's a Japanese club. Uh, there's all sorts. And, you know, that's an, a massive offering and definitely a new experience for a lot of pupils um, when they come to us from primary school into year seven. And you, you talked about meeting lots of new students that could be quite daunting can't it for you're in year six and you're nice and comfortable in in a class with friends who you've known for maybe four years maybe seven years maybe even longer if you've been through nursery with them and suddenly for lots of our students they're arriving at school and they're the only person from their primary school or they're one of a really small group of two or three how how easily do um new year sevens kind of come together and make those new friendship groups oh relatively pretty quickly i've literally just had a meeting with two my year seven pupils just to check in with them and they were naming lots of different friends that they've made already. And we've only been here a week, um, which is great. Uh, obviously, you know, one of my roles as head of year is to try and facilitate that. So from some of our transition um, activities that we do, which I think, you know, we'll have a chat about in a bit more detail later on. Um, you know, we're getting them mixed up in different forms, meeting their form tutors, spending time with their forms and their form tutors on the first on the first couple of days when they join us here. We had a, an amazing extracurricular fair the other day. So I think when all the, the clubs get going this week, pupils will be going to the clubs that they enjoy and meeting new friends. We've got a couple of trips coming up in the year group. So there's lots of opportunities to get pupils who maybe might only know you know one person in the year group when they first come to us to get them mixing and making new friends and it, it's surprising like how quickly it happens you know it, it's days um days rather than weeks really that friendships start to form definitely yeah yeah I'm sure that's really reassuring for for our new year sevens to know that it, it takes a really small amount of time to feel at home in school right um over to you now Amy so 
Miss Lavin has painted a really great picture of life as a year seven student. Does that match up with your experience last year? And, and what were your highlights of your first year at Hume? Well, um, with my highlights and everything, I did have a really great year seven because I had a really great form tutor. I was very, very lucky to have her. She made sure that our entire form was welcome, had very, very fun lessons with her. She was a history teacher and she would always try and make it as fun as possible. And so did the other teachers because... When you're in year seven, it is it can be quite scary moving from one school to another. So it was really reassuring to have to know that all the teachers were willing to give their best to make sure that we had a nice experience. And with the friends, I've I've made quite a few because something that you do when you're in year seven, you tend to stay in your forms as your friend groups. But what I did and some people did, we made friends with the other forms. So I'm always spending my time with my friends in the other form. We have a lot of laughs and my friends in my normal form, like we have a lot of lessons together. And I think that really just helps like with the bonding, because when you move, you sometimes you don't know anyone like I did. But when you have really, really kind classmates and you get used to them, you come to like them. Brilliant. Miss Lavin mentioned about um, all the clubs on offer. Did you join any of those clubs last year then, Amy? I did um, after school football. I did netball for a bit, but then I found out netball's not really for me. But football and sports is quite a big thing in my after school. Brilliant. And did you have a favourite lesson in year seven? Oh, I've got to admit chemistry. Chemistry was one thing that I was good at. You had all the friends in my form, like, they are all good at something like sport. And it's like, oh, I got better than you in this test. It's like, yeah, but I did better than you in chemistry. That's one thing that I always, (laughs) that's my go-to burn. I'll have to pass that on to your chemistry teacher then. Um, Right. So back to you, Miss Lavin. So if there were some primary school students listening to this podcast now, wondering about coming to OHGS... Um, they might be curious about about the school itself and how to apply to join. So what's the best way that they can find out more about the application process? And can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think the best place to start is just uh, going onto the OHGS website. There's all sorts on there, you know, a little bit of uh, about history about the school, what facilities we've got, our recent uh, academic achievements as well. There is an actual page um, which kind of details the admissions process from giving you the relevant email contact for you to kind of register your interest. But I think kind of the biggest event, which is coming up relatively soon uh, on the 30th of September, is our um, open evening. Um, again, you can register your interest uh, interest with that on the website. Um, but I think coming to school on that evening, you get to see what it's like to kind of come to Hume, because obviously we've got all our different subjects um, putting on, you know, various displays in the department. You get to meet um, myself as head of year, some of the form tutors, other key uh, members of staff, you know, deputy principals. Um, so I, I reckon that's kind of the next the next kind of big thing is to, is to look for that. Obviously, thinking past that in regards to the next stage of the admissions process, it's our um, entrance exam, which is in January. Again, if you go via the website, the relevant email address is on there so you can register your interest for sitting the exam in January. And then it's from there, really, after the entrance exam that we kind of move into obviously looking at the transition process uh, a bit further. Okay, now back to you, Amy. So you obviously joined school during COVID and things were a, a lot different back then and we couldn't meet you as much in person. So do you remember how you heard about about the school and, and why it was that you decided to come here? Well, it was that my parents want me to get a really, really good education 
because they want me to aspire to great things. And I do plan on doing that. And they thought Hume was going to be for me. So what I did was, it was during COVID, I'd, because at my school, they'd put all the work on classroom or at the same time. I'd get that all done. And then my mum would pull out um, the 11 plus exam stuff and she'd go through that with me when she wasn't busy. So months and months before the exam, I would be there doing my schoolwork and then doing exam prep because my mum really wanted me to go to this school. If I hadn't got in, I would have gone to St. Damien's like the rest of my school did. Obviously, we didn't have um, an open evening for you. So what? how did you did you find out anything about the school before you came to do the entrance exam? Um, not a lot, actually. I did have one friend who moved from my primary to the prep here called Neve. She was really good friends. I had quite a few classes with her in primary. And I heard that when she moved, she moved to Oldham. He was like, oh, I thought nothing of it at the time. But then when I was told again that, oh, you might be going to Hume, Amy, it's like, oh, isn't that where Neve went? So then that kind of inspired me to go to come here because I actually wanted to see her again. And how did you find the entrance exam process and the interview, Amy? The interview was quite easy because my mum picked up that it was a biology teacher we were asking, like, what subjects did we do? The first thing the teacher mentioned was biology. And I was like, oh, so you're a biology teacher. It was quite funny. But other than that, it was just, like, general, oh, what, what do you like to do? How do you find schoolwork and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, this is a pretty solid thing, so you're able to pick out who deserves to come here and everything. No, one thing I was going to say, um, yeah, after you, after we've had the entrance exam, the next kind of stage of the, the application process is all applicants who sit the exam have and it is called an interview a little bit how amy's just described and as one of the people who does the interviews it is more of um just a nice discussion i'd you know i i'd I'd hate to think yeah i'd hate to think of any year six or parents getting really you know worried it's a really nice um discussion chat we just basically want to get to know you a bit better like what you said like find out what subjects you like, you know, what sort of clubs you do, you know, whereabouts you live, how you're going to get to school. And it just helps to build like a, a bigger picture. So when you come to us in, you know, in the September, we already feel like we've got to know you a little bit. So that is after the entrance exam, having the, the interview is the next step. With, with the exams, for me, I found the English easy because I do like doing English a lot. It was the maths that I had a little bit of a struggle with, but I'm really glad that I passed and was able to get into this great school. So Amy, did you get a chance to try out um, some of the extracurricular activities before you arrived at school or did you did you get to come into school much apart from uh, the entrance exam before you started? No, I didn't really get to try any of the like extracurricular stuff, but I did have some experience because with like football and stuff, I'd done that at my primary, it was on my team. So I had that little boost that was able to like, oh, sport here is really, really good. Brilliant. Unfortunately, with it, with COVID, we didn't normally for our, as part of our like admissions process after the entrance exam, we do have like an extracurricular evening. But unfortunately, the year you replied, Amy, that couldn't happen because of COVID. So we did, we did do it online. But, you know, you know, Touchwood, we're very pleased that in the past year, our kind of usual induction and transition process has, has, has been able to carry on. So we do have an induction day, uh, a full day in the summer term, where if pupils have accepted our offer to come here, you come for the whole day and um, you get to have different lessons. You meet your form tutors, you meet myself, your form. So you kind of get to know a little bit of where you go in. 
get to kind of hopefully meet a few people in your form and get to know your form tutors when you come in September it's not as daunting uh, because you've already had that full day with us in school but yeah unfortunately Amy you didn't yeah. but we are but we are getting back to normal now so which is great yeah I was a big fan of induction day uh, last year because I was mistaken for a prefect by <laughs> a year seven um, and at 35 years old I was very happy with that I knew you'd have to get you'd have to get that in Mr. Grant <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said induction day, my eyes lit up. <laughs> um, anyway, back back onto the interview. So obviously coming into a new senior school must be really daunting for all students, um, even for those who've been at, at Hume's junior school. So Miss Lavin, could you just tell us a bit more? I mean, you've already touched on it a bit already, but how are students welcomed and, and supported to Hume especially in the first year yeah so kind of finishing off from what I said a few minutes ago so we have the full induction day in 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 the summer term so we get a whole day meet your form meet your form tutor but then carrying on from that our first day of term in September which my current year sevens had last week um it's just year sevens and year 12 pupils are in school so it's a nice quieter uh kind of start to the to the school year because there's only kind of two year groups in so i explained to my year sevens last week to make the most of it we had a we had a full tour we had another tour to kind of remind everyone where they need to go um lunchtime is obviously a lot quieter so i said to the year sevens you know when you're out and about at break time lunchtime have a bit of a mooch around school, have a wander whilst it's quiet. And I think that massively helps because they could figure out, you know, where the toilets were and how to get, even just getting in and out of the buildings because there's lots of different doors. So I know that massively helped. Um, they had two hours with their form tutor last week. So again, that gave time to kind of go over just basic things like getting their planner and their timetable, uh, all little things that I know year six is when they come to year seven worry about. So I think that first day is probably, in my opinion, one of the key steps to the transition process because it's it just settles a lot of a lot of worries from the pupils and parents as well. I had a lot of emails and phone calls last week from parents about various different things. And I think once they've had that first day, a lot of those issues kind of um, like little questions get sorted. Obviously, in terms of pastoral support, you know, one of my jobs as head of year seven is to kind of ease the transition process. So um, on the tour last week, the pupils are shown where the pastoral hub is. So the pastoral hub is a a place up in uh, senior school where all the heads of year uh, live and it's where we can be found uh, if we're not teaching at break times and lunch times. And, you know, even if I'm not there myself, one of the other heads of year is there and, you know, the year sevens. They are happily using that resource. You know, most break times and lunch times, there's a few year sevens knocking on to, and, you know, ask all sorts of questions, whether they've lost the light, the swipe card or the locker key or, you know, even to, you know, having some advice about, you know, what clubs to join and things like that. Um, you know, no, you know, they, I'd hate for year sevens to think that they're mithering me or the pastoral team. That's what we're there for. And I think that's another kind of big positive about Hume is the pastoral you know the pastoral care that we've got I think massively helps the transition process yeah. Amy's Amy's nodding so <laughs> yeah so yeah over to you Amy really um so you've already mentioned Miss Duffy your form tutor last year who was a good support obviously we've got Miss Lavin there could you tell us a few more things maybe about what what happened in your first few weeks pastorally that that helped you to settle into Hume well we had on like the occasional week we would have Miss Lavin like send little videos out about stuff that we should and shouldn't do like just making sure from my point of view it was just to help because you didn't have especially your group you didn't have the indu the normal induction day so yeah I think I tried to help by doing these little videos to yeah. kind of 
bridge that gap that you missed. They worked. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because we always had like little reminders about filling in our planners and how important it was because keeping organized is really an important thing to do. Like every day when I'd come home from school, right, my dad would just be like, so what do you have for homework? I'd pull out my planner, show him. And he's like, all right, okay, you've got this to do. And then he gets on with what he needs to do and what I need to do. So it's not like a massive, ah, supposed to be doing my chemistry's in next tuesday it's like you know what you're doing and what's going on the latter impression sounds more like my school days that panic (laughs) setting in especially around chemistry so miss lavin if i ask you to describe the typical ohgs student i suspect that would be quite difficult these days there's such a broad range and with you describe students coming from 40 primary schools and we know that they've got lots of different interests so for amy chemist she loves chemistry but for others that would be horrific and they really love mathematics or they love art what do our students look like now what what's what's our body of students uh, made up from very varied i've this is my ninth year working at hume and it's it's changed a lot in my opinion i think it's changed a lot in the past in the past kind of five or six years um you know it's you know this is my fourth year being head of year seven and when i always meet the pupils it's it's getting they're getting bigger which is great nice uh, big year group but they are like i said they've you know especially this year i've got 40 different primary schools those primary schools are from all different parts of not just Oldham, but Greater Manchester. Um, So in terms of like different backgrounds, you know, whether that's, you know, from regards to society, religion, race, there's a real kind of mix of different pupils. And and that's one aspect of Hume that I really enjoy. And, you know, Amy loves her chemistry and her football, which is great. And like I said, it's, we've got such a holistic approach to to how we you know how we educate our pupils here at Hume so you know we have got the academic side you know we've got these different subjects we've got lang- you know new languages for them to discover and and drama and things like that but you know apart from that the extracurricular is also a massive point that you know that I talked about before so you know we want pupils to achieve their best and for some pupils that might be in really academic subjects like maths and english and the sciences but for some pupils that might be in the arts and you know we've got like an amazing drama department and you know we've got a fantastic art studio across the road and there's there's opportunities across you know the whole school for for pupils to do their best and that's uh, you know that's what I think sets Hume apart maybe in comparison to other independent schools that we have got a really broad mix of pupils yeah I think I think there's something for everyone at Hume really isn't there no matter what you're interested in yeah I would agree that certainly is the feeling that you get when you walk around school there's a lovely broad range of students and, and of course all of those have come with different kind of support requirements as well and so Miss Lavin I wonder if you'd like to share whether it's possible for listeners to find out more about assistance with fees, how we support and challenge students based on their potential, our gifted and talented programmes, all of that extra support that our students get in conjunction with what happens in the classroom. Yeah. And uh, and of course, the, the extracurricular activities go without saying that, you know, we do cater for all tastes. So where might, where might people go to, to finding out more about the extra support that's available or assistance with fees or gifted and talented programs that kind of thing 
I'm going to go back to the website again because obviously everything is on there. In regards to, and I said the, the first port of contact for anyone's got any questions is via admissions. And like I said, the email address is on the admissions page on the website. From there, they can um, admissions can help in regards to, for example, you mentioned um, financially assisting pupils. So we've got you know a fantastic finance department who have helped in regards to the various bursaries that we've got available for the for the new year sevens who are starting. So they can ha- help in regards to what the process is for possibly applying for a bursary to come to here. Um, in regards to kind of if pupils have got additional learning needs, um, we've got an amazing head of learning support, Mr. Williams, who I, who I work very closely with, uh, especially being head of year seven. And as I said before, we've got pupils from various different primary school backgrounds. You know, me and him work very closely together at the start of the year to ensure that pupils are getting the support they need. That might be with kind of, you know, additional kind of support lessons outside of the outside of the curriculum, for example. Or and he puts these amazing documents together called pupil passports, which basically he shares with the whole teaching staff. So they're aware of how to best support that pupil if they do have um, an additional learning need. Um, so that's finance. Oh, ch- uh, challenge in terms of stretching and challenging our pupils. All our year sevens later this week are sitting a baseline test. So this is carried out by all year sevens in the year group. And it's basically uh, for, for us to see kind of where they're starting at. Um, and then from there, we can set appropriate targets then then for each kind of subject. And that allows subject teachers then to kind of identify, you know, which pupils might need some additional support and which pupils we can kind of push and extend. Um, and that can be done in a, a variety of different ways, whether that's in the classroom with kind of like a, you know, additional teaching materials, but we've got lots of projects that happen throughout the year outside of the classroom. So I know we have like the maths challenge, uh, which did you do the maths challenge last year? Well, with the maths challenge, it's normally only set one that does it. But if, if there's like people in set two that want to take part, they can. So with the maths challenge, if you get into like maybe the gold or silver sections, you get to go to like the bigger maths challenge, which is with schools across the area. I was not one of those. I got a participation and I'm glad that I still participated <laughs> because with maths, it, it gives people who are bright at maths an extra challenge and those who aren't maybe as bright as them to still have a go so that they don't feel left out and excluded just because of their ability. So, uh, yeah, we've got the maths challenge. I know we have, like, there's a physics challenge. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a biology teacher. We have a, a biology challenge for some of our older pupils, but there's lots of kind of points throughout the year where there's opportunities to kind of push and extend uh, those those pupils who've got, you know, higher, higher achieving. But as, you know, going back to what we said before, it's this idea of a holistic approach for everyone, no matter what your academic ability is, you know, we will ensure that, you know, your pupil, your son, your daughter, our pupils will attain their best, whether that be academically in the classroom or whether their strengths are outside of the classroom. So that's coming back to our extracurricular program again. That's why that's also still key as well. Thank you. Now, um, the final question I'm going to ask to Amy, actually, it might be a bit of a dangerous question because we've not practiced this beforehand at all. Um, (laughs) Amy, if you could do it all again, would you make the same decisions? Would you still be, would you still be here at OHGS? Yes, I would, because I still, even with like all of my friends going to different schools, I would still be here because I, all the friends that I'd made now, I wouldn't have like all my good friends in AT and in my own form ATF, I would have lost all of them and I wouldn't have been a, get to be a, a part of the form. Like, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm like a massive building block with the rest of my form because they, they 
can rely on me in some things brains because my form we're the sporty form hooray <laughs> um, and we have some people that they rely on for other things and I'm glad to be one of those super, people. Super, that's really lovely to hear. Excellent. Um, thank you to you both for sharing uh, your thoughts and for painting a really vivid picture of what life at Hume's like. I, I, I wanted to kind of round up the uh, conversation today with just giving people some key dates in case there's any prospective parents and students uh, listening. Miss Lavin, you mentioned some of our um, some of the months that are open evening and exam are in, etc. But if I can just give you some specific dates before we wind up the interview, the open evening is on the thirtieth of September this year. To register for the entrance exam, the deadline is the fourteenth of December, and our entrance exam date is the eleventh of January next year. So, if any prospective parents are listening, those are your key dates. But please do get on the website. Um, check out our Twitter. That is the principal is tweeting, so um, it's always um, a good place to find out information. Um, and our LinkedIn pages and and our Facebook pages, of course, will have those dates on as well. So uh, we we welcome people into our community. Thanks, guys. That's it for this episode, and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website ohgs.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.